Hello and welcome to the Conspiracy Theory Test. I'm Karen. And I'm Sillyvan. Sillyvan, still here. Welcome back. And if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome for the very first time. Uh, a lot of you will already know by now that myself and Ivan each pick a theory, either well-known or lesser-known conspiracy theories, and can try to convince one another of its validity. So um, it's been a minute or so since our last episode because unfortunately my adult life is getting in the way of my blossoming podcasting career you're the thunk <laughs> did we have a two-week so, hiatus where I my think so. life got in the way first that was wow that sounded like I was just fighting you there <laughs> uh, my life is more important than your life <laughs> I have a life too source of <laughs> but yeah being, being being an adult is hard is to sum up yeah believe it or not we do not do this full time Although, if you want to start paying us for it, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> Money, food uh, scraps, anything. It's all. It's all right. That mortgage pays for itself, surely, Ivan. Is that not how they work? Yeah, yeah. I'm a secret lotto winner. <laughs> oh, imagine. Uh, I think also they needed a week, though. I think my our, our last series, well, my last series was a bit of a mammoth one. In fairness, good old princess die. Yeah, that was a good Still deep my dive. Yeah, my all-time fave. And a lot of people agreed with me, according to our old Instagram polls. Yeah, you that was a juicy one, because we had a narrow enough mm. uh, win there. I got in with 63% of you agreed that John Frusciante um, had something to do with River Phoenix's death. And if that last sentence made absolutely no sense to you, go back and listen to our last episode. But Karen wins with 68%. Believing Oof. that Diana was murdered. Because uh, she was. Though, <laughs> deaf, like, yeah. Skin of your teeth. Absolute skin of my teeth. But thank you very much to everybody who agreed with me. That was, that is still like my all time, probably favorite theory. Um, wouldn't it be cool to break it down into who believes, like, a sub poll for each of the yeah. parties? And if you don't believe that she was murdered, like, what do you, do you actually believe? Like, what, what are your beliefs of the circumstances? Of yeah. That? Yeah. Do you act, yeah. What do you think happened there? Because mm. we don't know for certain. Definitely not. And the week before that, I had a long overdue win. I cannot be overly smug because it's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a little scoreboard. Yeah, we need to start tallying them up full stop, haven't we? <laughs> 100%. Not to say that I've completely lost track of our data, but I'll imply it heavily. Absolutely, and I will concur. <laughs> <laughs> Any other housekeeping bits at the moment, Karen? No other housekeeping bits at the moment, I don't think. Although I will say, in the interest of conspiracy theories, and just to ask you, have you watched the limited series on Netflix, Sons of Sam? it's on my list I think it's next on my list is it good it is so good it is so good and I will liken it to the the murder at the Cecil Hotel have you seen that one? Oh, great yeah and that is a goodie so I think that shows the kind of like paradigm or the dichotomy of conspiracy theories so you know that we always talk about like that little triangle of like your little green zone red zone kind of thing and for me, the, the Cecil Hotel one kind of speaks to those like, you know, incessant keyboard warriors that are like, I'm going to, you know, that kind of way. Whereas what I felt with the, the Son of Sam, and you'll, you'll see it when you're watching, I don't want to give uh, too much away. Um, just the idea of having a conspiracy and that like, just that little part of you that questions 
something you know if you just see a little thread sticking out of it just pull it because it, it gets you somewhere super interesting and there was a there's a great story in the son of sam and it's not actually about the killer itself it's about a different guy entirely so it's very very interesting but the whole time i was thinking about it i was like conspiracy theories can sometimes be the way to go <laughs> i gotta give it a look gotta give i'm Definitely. so behind i don't catch up with these like i only watched zodiac the other night i still haven't watched that i think we're about three years behind everything yeah like yeah i'm still really far behind on loads of stuff i'm just like regressing and just watching cartoons now mostly we need fluff so. at the moment don't we yes lots and lots of fluff absolutely <laughs> so Ivan, with all that being said what have you got for us this week it's it's your turn to go first so lay it on us well it's funny that we're talking about needing a bit of fluff a bit of nostalgia because if you're watching cartoons at the moment my theory is going to float your boat Woohoo. I don't know if I've wanted to convince you of this week, Karen, because I've got um, a little selection box again. I love a little selection box in me. And I'm going back to something we cover every now and then. I'm going to film theories. Yes. Oh, mine kind of has a little bit of film theory as well. Not, uh, that's not the main bit, but it's, it's featured. I love when we cross over like that. I'm giving you 10 dark Disney theories. Oh, I love it. And Amazing. It goes without say that there are spoilers coming. Like, yeah, <laughs> but- if you haven't seen The Lion King, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to spoil it for you. If you've seen Hamlet, you've seen The Lion King. Exactly. <laughs> Look, the other lion did us. Like, come on. We get it. Come on now. <laughs> Does it spoil itself at the very start of the film? I don't know. Maybe. I lo- it took me like years after getting a degree in English to and being told by somebody else that it was about Hamlet. <laughs> Never knew. <laughs> it's so hard to make a film now without us being based on an older story. Like Clueless is about Emma. No, it's not. Apparently it no. is now. I haven't read Emma. I wouldn't be into to those books. But I'm into 90s uh, films. I don't believe that. <laughs> no, Cher is her, her own entity. <laughs> to quote true, her as if a that's truly about unique Emma. story truly <laughs> and then apparently no we won't I could keep going <laughs> I'll go into my theories instead let's go so the first one is about up which right. is kind of it's kind of a modern Lion King because it starts at the very start with a really sad story I was going to say it's The Lion King in that it's the most depressing film ever. (laughs) More grief than any child could probably handle. Jesus, yeah, absolutely. And it's not going to get happy because I am going to tell you that Carl was possibly dead all along. Ah, no. But in a nice way. So Paradise Falls, that might have been his move into the afterlife, Paradise. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Russell, his little boy scout, could that have been an angel trying to gain his wings? Oh, Russell. <laughs> he even Russell as an like... angel would be adorable. He's a little angelic face. Yeah, he's like a little cherub, the same as your man in um, It's a Wonderful Life has the same oh, kind yeah. of face. That kind of roundy, happy, smiley face. 100%. And then it's possible that Charles Muntz is a fallen angel who's hell-bent on dragging Carl to hell. 
for the underworld. And what with what's he have? Hellhounds. Oh my gosh. Oh interesting. I like it. I do like any theory that says someone was dead all along. I think you can apply it to most films. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like Over- when Joey Tribbiani auditions for Shudder Speed. I don't remember that. Was that in Friends uh, or was that in Joey? Yeah, it was in Friends. He gets this like, I think it's when him and Chandler have a big fall and, I, and he goes, he gets this role in Shudder Speed and he says he, miss, he meets this girl on the subway. Uh, he's telling Chandler this he's like oh I meet this girl in the subway we have this like best day ever and then I go and find her the next day and it's Betsy's been dead for 10 years <laughs> Joey thinks it's a really great like plot and Chandler is just like this is not going to be a break and then I have a big fall and now that is my ridiculous memory of the show Friends <laughs> that was encyclopedic <laughs> that's what happens when E4 showed nothing but that program for 15 years yeah I think there's about 50 episodes a day they just cram yeah. them back to back this is what happens when you don't have streaming services when yeah. you're a kid. Yeah, <laughs> that and the Big Bang Theory. Repeat, Ugh, yes, yeah. please. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so the next theory, right, is about Aladdin. And I've heard this one a few times and I'm all about it. So it's not that Aladdin was set in the times that it says it was set in. I don't have the okay. Which is oh. what period of Exactly. <laughs> My eras aren't doing well. (laughs) But rather that it's set in a post-apocalyptic future. Okay, I haven't heard this. Oh, wow. Okay, this is one that's knocking around for a few years. It's kind of the idea that um, aesthetically it's reversed to that era. Uh, that shall not be named because I can't remember the name of us. um, But otherwise, it's all the future and thus rather than being magic the genie just has very advanced technology oh i don't know if i buy into that so some examples of it right is that at one point the genie when he's given aladdin a big old makeover says that uh, his fashion sense is so third century yeah and that he has been trapped in his lamp for 10,000 years, which means that Aladdin takes place in at least the year 10,300. The other bits of evidence are Genie's constant 20th century references, like um, his Quentin Tarantino impression. Mm. And then, so there's a little stretch, but in the Sega game, from 1993 of the same mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. there is an unexploded atom bomb and a road sign a stop sign to be specific okay mm. <laughs> oh you sound so convinced <laughs> maybe game developers just put that in there Ooh, no i don't know i just <laughs> i just it's a bit of a stretch for me Bit of a stretch. That one's fair. There's more to that one. That's kind of one that I could do with its own episode. But we'll yeah. crack on because I've got 10 okay. of these. Okay. So, Christoph from Frozen. Yes. You're not going to like this one because you seemed very oh. happy to hear of Christoph. He's such a sweetheart. <laughs> He's wearing Sven's mother. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the reaction I wanted. 
he's definitely wearing deer pelt and there's a reference to Sven having a bit of a Bambi sitch going on so possibly (laughs) possibly (laughs) this doesn't get any better right okay Andy's mum from Toy Story I think I've heard this one but go on is the villain of the story I've heard this but I can't remember it now there's a few knocking around about Toy Story. There's one. There's ones about um Andy's her dad. Being divorced. I heard that there's one about her like the whole reason that they're moving in the first place is because his parents just got divorced. Yes. Yeah. I've also yeah. heard one that his dad's dead and they have to downsize houses. Oh, Christ on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Even more debt in Disney than we knew in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but. The theory I'm going with today is, was Andy's mum the little girl who abandoned Jesse? Oh, this is, yeah, I've heard this. This is very good. This it's one I like a lot. Good, right? So mm. Jesse has Emily written on her foot. Mm-hmm. But for the whole series, and that's four films, we never hear Andy's mum's name. No, you, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The timelines also match up. So Jesse is calculated to have been abandoned approximately the amount of time ago it would have been when Andy's mum was a child. Mm-hmm. And my favourite part is that Andy has a Jesse hat the whole time. Oh, yeah, you're right. Even though she doesn't show up till the second one. Oh, that's good. I'm sold on that. I am bought and sold on that one. Now, where I read it, they had hoped that that would be revealed in Toy Story 4, but obviously it wasn't. What if they do a prequel? That'd be amazing. Imagine. That'd be unreal. Little baby Mrs. Andy. (laughs) Oh, man. Just the evil, like the villain origin story of Andy's mom. Yeah. Oh, then she could have been summer. You don't got a friend in me. <laughs> she could well be a villain. She's trying to leave toys behind left, right, and center, isn't she? That's just some white privilege nonsense <laughs> going on right there. What having too many toys? Too many. I don't need that's all. It's fine. I get a new doll in my new house. <laughs> well, if you look at our behavior on the internet, we definitely toy tr- to- throw toys out of the pram all the time. Hey, yeah. <laughs> That, but I, I like that one a lot. That's cool. That's a very cool one. Oh, Thanks, Sarah. Too. If you're looking for a story, hit us up. Yeah, do that one. Definitely. We'll consult. Perfect. Absolutely. So the next one. Oh, next one is murder as well. Love it. <laughs> love a murder. Love a death. <laughs> so Captain Hook murdered Ariel's mum. Okay. Okay. Lay it on me. So the Little Mermaid came out in 1989 and it was 19 years before there were any answers about where her mum was. Very active dad, no sign of mum. So apparently in a film called The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, I will admit I haven't seen this. Mm, I don't think I have either. We learned that uh, Queen Athena had been killed by pirates. And if we remember Peter Pan, there was a red-headed mermaid that did look like Ariel. And 
these mermaids were scared of Hook. I would believe that because Disney do this thing where they throw little like Easter eggs and nods to other films in, do you know what I mean? So in Hercules, there's a there's a bit where they're in someone's gaff, I think, and there's a rug. It's supposed to be like a lion rug and it's Scar from The Lion King. That's right. Yes, there are a lot of crossovers like that. And then, yeah. And then if you pay attention at the end, I think it's like end of Frozen 1, the Flynn, Ryder and... You're, the, the couple from Tangled show up to the castle in Frozen oh I love that so people are I think they're like sometimes Disney do like to do that where like some of their films like interconnect or are part of the same kind of uh, universe so and, yeah I would believe that that the hook had something to do with it and after after my recent love of Marvel I want all universes to be connected really oh yes <laughs> I just don't think anybody does it quite like Marvel, but yes. <laughs> but they could try. <laughs> well, DC have, and they have not done well. <laughs> oh, we won't get into it, Jesus. We could be, Which, you know, <laughs> we could be arrested <laughs> for that talk. So if you like crossovers, then you're going to like this one as well. So Mother Gothel, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. Gothel from Tangled. Gothel yes. Yeah. She is Snow White's evil queen. Okay. So the idea is that Tangled is actually the sequel to Snow White. Oh. And that the evil queen survived her crushing eh? (laughs) defeat in 1937. (laughs) So you see the two sides in that the queen used her powers to look old yeah. and Mother Gothel used her magical power to look young. Mm-hmm. And there are a few common uh, similarities. The castle looks alike, but also the two characters look really alike. True. Disney uh, do rehash animation though. Well, back, back in the day they did. Yeah, that, Robin Hood is apparently entirely made of cutouts from other films yeah 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 like yeah uh, the bear is blue like from jungle book yeah and the snake is the snake also from jungle book yeah i <laughs> yeah. think it's just <laughs> it's just jungle book in the look, forest yeah you can use my homework just don't make it look like you <laughs> oh you used exactly the same characters oh great oh no you put a house on one of them cool no no i put a capital letter where you didn't put a capital letter they're not gonna know <laughs> the best excuse for that I ever heard was in primary school I heard someone say I'm not copying your homework I'm just taking inspiration <laughs> amazing amazing <laughs> the child went places I'm telling you that much <laughs> they are now the president of the United States <laughs> yeah <laughs> copy and paste here so another lovely brutal one cars killed the human race oh Jesus okay <laughs> So why is the Earth devoid of humans? Apparently it's because we're far into the future in this one, mm. even past Wally. And the human race has been wiped out when cars received sentience. And this theory has even been put forward by the creative director, Jay Ward, from Cars. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I'll I'll buy that one. Yeah, makes sense. It does I, make sense. I just like how evil it is. 
Yeah, true. And I mean, humans do deserve it a lot of the time. Exactly, yeah. Uh, if an old Honda Civic wiped me out, I'd be grand with us. Oh no, I want to go out by like a Merc, not Honda Civic. <laughs> Come on. Come on, we're better than that. Come on. Come I don't on. know if I'm small enough to be taken out by a Civic, actually. <laughs> there you go. So the next one is Calhoun from Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Killed her husband. Absolutely. Murderino <laughs> in me is just going to say, yep. Especially because she's just Sue Sylvester. <laughs> exactly. Just exactly that. <laughs> so apparently on her wedding day, not apparently. Her wedding day was ruined by a cyborg attack. And the groom was eaten by a cyborg. But given that the creatures then turn into what they eat, Calhoun's attack on the beast meant that she technically killed her husband. Oh, okay. We've all been there. Not really. I'm joking. <laughs> For legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm sure if you had a husband, like the urge would be strong. I'm sure if I had a husband now, the earth would just stop spinning on its axis. <laughs> yeah, me too. Funnily enough. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so another crossover one here. Mm-hmm. From Frozen. Yes. And Tarzan. Oh. So no parents to be seen in Frozen. Yeah. So what about the couple who I think were... I've, I've heard this this is the, their shipwreck was the one in Tarzan is it exactly yeah we know they were shipwrecked so why yeah, couldn't yeah. it be them yes absolutely I've saw, I heard that around the time I think Frozen came out that's a read again and it, it, it told you it's the the connection all the time you know what I mean the timelines and everything love us mm. yeah yeah could you imagine if Phil Collins had it done let it go <laughs> Let or what's the name? <laughs> no, Phil, we just need like a little light hi hat. Yeah, no, I got you. Love Imagine Adini Mazel like uh, hamming up the whole Tarzan soundtrack. Because well, yeah, Phil Collins did the this the Tarzan soundtrack. The whole thing. I don't know if there was the whole thing, but like you know, there's the old joke of like I've seen memes before being like, "Hey, Phil Collins, we need you to do the soundtrack of uh, you know a kids movie. You know yourself." light and breezy and then like the image underneath is just a piano on fire it's like phil collins gotcha <laughs> the same with elton john like elton john got real dramatic for lion king oh no but that called for it that called for it come on now that was his own pet sounds <laughs> oh, was it no but like to that level of like using everything like he used swahili he used everything in us but you know that bit at the start you know the the very opening scene do you know what that translates to it's something like lion walk or something like that it's here's a lion look another lion <laughs> i think here's a lion look another lion here's a lion look another lion it's like someone asked me to write a song so i just write <laughs> what i see <laughs> i think you're, i think we i think we're in the wrong business Alan. <laughs> we should do conspiracy theory test the musical oh <gasps> could you how Don't be giving be? me ideas. Don't be giving me ideas. Then we definitely need Adina Mazel to play you. Get her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get her on the phone. And Phil Collins can play me. <laughs> oh, that'd be unreal. That'd be unreal. And then Sherlock and Mac can play themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd have to be in it. 
Fox, come here, our actual executive producers. I think so. Yeah, I think he's playing a star in Royal Downstairs right now at a postman or something. You can probably hear him. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so the last theory for the evening, I'm going to end you on, I'm not going to end you, sorry. <laughs> Please don't, Jesus. <laughs> You're still your own theory to go. The yeah. last one that I've got is I'm going to bring you out in something morbid, of course. It's that Peter Pan is the angel of death. And this this is real dark now. You ever wondered why the lost boys don't grow up? Why? It could be because they're dead and Neverland is some form of the afterlife. And oh, that God. Hook might be the devil then. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. He is quite demonic looking like. Apparently it ties in with the fact that the author, J.M. Barry's brother, died when he was 13. And oh, okay. this is where he gets in with the idea of um, where he got kind of like obsessed with the thoughts of never growing up and it has the line to die would be an awfully big adventure oh god maybe that's some way of like working through your childhood trauma as well like you know <laughs> yeah yeah write a god. book about us damn that they were great they were really great and a lot of them were super plausible I think no big sure. one theory for you today but sometimes a smorgasbord is nice. Mine, yeah, and mine is a little bit of a smorgasbord surrounding the one event. Oh, nice. We're yeah. both doing aperitifs tonight. We are doing a little aperitifs, and my aperitif involves Bruce Lee. Oh, I'm so interested. Bruce Lee. So I have a few sources there for you now. EW.com, Biography.com, Wikipedia.com, CheatSheet.com, little bits of Gaming.com, um, my conspiracy book by Jamie King. And I'm also going to shout out my brother, Stephen. Thank you. You may have heard of him. He um, suggested this, as I said, months ago, and I'm finally getting around to it uh, because Princess Diana just took precedence over Bruce Lee. But here we are. So... I am also now going to remind you that Bruce Lee was an incredible martial artist and actor and featured heavily in a song JCB a few years ago. I'm my, what is it? Oh yeah, Something my dad. Five months Lee drives me around in his JCB. <laughs> he was the real star of this. And you're now all welcome for having that song stuck in your head again for the first time <laughs> in the decade. I forgot that actually existed. I know. No, as soon as I started working on it, I'm like, duh, 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 my dad's Bruce Lee, Jurassic Brown, it's JCB. <laughs> so I've had a great week of just having that in my head. <laughs> so just a bit of background on him. He was an actor and he was, a, as I said, a martial artist and a pop culture icon. And he's credited with bringing, bridging rather, the gap between the East and West and changing how Asians were presented in American films. So his most notable role was in Enter the Dragon. And his death was both unexpected and, of course, tragic. He was laid to rest on the 31st of July, 1973, at the age of about 32. Now, some articles I've read list him as 33. So, like, around 32, 33, but still, obviously, very young. And as a martial artist, he would have been in, like, peak physical condition. So, you know, people were very, very shocked uh, by his death. So, of course, officially, he died by misadventure. Okay, uh, in some reports, then it states that it was actually like a, a brain bleed or a brain kind of, uh, I don't want to say amina, something like that. So Aneurysm, uh, uh, Something like that or a swelling of some sort on the brain. But of course, there's mystery and conspiracy around his death. Otherwise, why would, be, why would I be talking about it right now? 
Of course. Of course. So again, like that, Van, there's a few different bits and pieces in and around his death. Uh, many believe that Bruce Lee was murdered by the Hong Kong Triad. So the Hong Kong Triad were essentially the mafia in Hong Kong. Yep. Serious players. Serious players in the world of organized crime. So basically, they reckon that he was killed by the triad for refusing to pay them protection money. Some people believe that the triad used pressure points to kill him. Of course, this old could kill a man 36 ways with a lollipop stick kind of stuff. This kind of like, like you know, the, the <laughs> bit in like, isn't it in Kill Bill when they're like, bah, 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 bah. it's like five oh, yeah. points of the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which like RIP to Bruce Lee. But like, if you can't get killed by a Honda Civic, what yeah. would it go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is Bruce Lee. Like, you'd want to be have serious good pressure point uh, so, knowledge. Oh, career, absolutely. So that I'm, I'm reckoning like that. As soon as I heard this or read this, I was like, it has to be the same kind of crack as like, Kill Bill. It has to be. So Lee, essentially having had the pressure points applied to him, would have felt fine after the attack. But however that attack would have slowly kind of shut his body down and making him a bit of a like, time ticking bomb, ticking time bomb of sorts. So that move, that five pressure points, whatever, whatever, is considered the holy grail of like martial arts moves. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? So that's one theory. Others can claim that he was drugged by a former sensei who was jealous of the fame and the notoriety Bruce Lee was gaining through Hollywood. So it was kind of like his death was just a few short years after he'd made a few TV shows, a couple of movies, etc. So that's the other theory, drugged by a sensei. Again, and there's not a lot to like support this theory. I didn't see anything about a toxicology report being needed, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm just going to throw this in as well. I have to pepper it in there, like a little season, the usual, still alive and waiting to return. To, oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to click which this also, one. <laughs> no, Bruce, if you're out there, don't do it. <laughs> don't come back. Don't you're not missing much. Like, <laughs> Yeah, not until 2022 when we can all travel again. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you going to go see him? <laughs> yeah, go see him. Go see yeah. him with a little vaccine uh, passport. Yeah, I, actually have to renew, I have to renew my passport. It was like hey, this year, but like, what was the point? That's what so funny. Renew I it? renewed mine yesterday. I'll do it. I'll wait until I get my haircut. I am not spending 10 years on a passport with this. Like, not <laughs> happening at all. Do you know what the most depressing thing about this year was? All it of was, it. It was about three months before I even realised my passport was out of date. Isn't that... Oh, like, oh, it's so sad. But come here. Don't worry. We'll have our little conspiracy theory test on her. Don't worry about it. Yeah, perfect. Even if it's Ireland's wide. Exactly. Another theory now claims Ivan that it was our pals, the lads of the US Mafia. Oh, yeah. If it's going to be right. the triads, it could be the Mafia. So basically, after completing filming on The Green Hornet, a TV show, uh, which later made into a movie a few years ago by Seth Rogen, but it was uh, initially a TV show that was cancelled after one season, Bruce Lee was approached by Mafia agents, like Hollywood Mafia agents or whatever, who wanted to work with him. But obviously, Lee refused and instead opted to go back to Hong Kong so some believe then he essentially signed his own death warrant by doing this and he was killed by a professional assassin. This one personally, I think has the most weight because of the connection with Bruce Lee's son's death. Okay, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Do you know about Brandon Lee's death? 
Yes, yes. Another misadventure. Another misadventure, right? So this one, as I said, has the connection to, to his son, Brandon's death. So much like his father, as I said, Brandon's death completely shrouded in a mystery. So he was accidentally, in quotes, shot dead while filming 1993 movie, The Crow, having apparently found some vital information about his father's death. Okay, never heard that last part. That's mm. amazing. Because as bizarre as Bruce Lee's death is, Brandon Lee's death, what, there was a real bullet by accident in the gun, was it? You stole my life. I'm sorry, I thought you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You know what, I'll cut that out. You say it and I'll feign shock. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, in a scene where he's supposed to be shot with a fake gun or an empty gun with no rounds in it, there was a fatal mistake, wink, wink, nudge, nudge was made. So many believe that it was no ex- accident at all. And this could well have been orchestrated by the same people responsible for Brandon's father's death. Yeah, bizarre mistake. Why would there even be real bullets on set? And but did somebody else die on that set? The star of it, that wrestler fella. Uh, oh, someone else. I think he died in a different film, maybe. And then it was or did, the... he, or did he die at WrestleMania or something? Stephen, if you're listening to this, will you tell me? Because you know all about this. Like, wait, is this Owen Hart who died in the? Yeah, he maybe. died in like an aerial um stunt gone wrong. As in, like literally, I think it was he was on ropes, like on yeah tightrope kind of things okay yeah 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 absolutely so th- as i said there's there's a few different like conspiracy about this essentially um like loads of conspiracies as i said so another kind of issue that many believed to be kind of shrouding his death in a little bit of mystery was where he was actually found he was allegedly he wasn't found at home he was found in uh a actress's house a Taiwanese actress's house by her name was Betty Ting Pei I hope I'm pronouncing that right so Bruce Lee wasn't married to her at the time and his business partner at the time Raymond Chow told the public that Lee died while he was at home but many believe he actually died at uh, Pei, or T- Ting Pei's house okay was he having an affair so this is what people are saying like if Raymond Chow lied about this what else did you lie about in terms of his death but there you go, trying to sanitize us. Yeah, so some people maybe started to wonder if himself and Ting Pei were having an affair and did she kill him off in a fit of rage? So others others thought that maybe Raymond Chow, his business partner, might have killed him out of, out of greed as well. Because again, he's he's gaining notoriety, you know, all that kind of stuff. Is this another kind of, he would make more money from posthumously? Maybe, because I think they did release a few posthumous movies as well. Like, And he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and stuff, so... Oh, yeah, and he died kind of in his prime. He never had time to age. Like, he never became the comedic role that Jackie Chan became. So he just had hero status forever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, like, a couple of people have said that, like, uh, Ting Pei was his mistress. And, uh, and, you know, maybe he took some medication and he woke up from a nap. Or he never, sorry, he took a nap that he never woke up from. Again, as we said, like basically cheatsheet.com have all these kind of theories as well. Um, like it's because it's just so weird that he would die in like peak physical condition. And I yeah. don't know whether in like 1973, do you have that sudden, sudden adult death syndrome? Was that a thing? Was it recognized? But kind of like, now I'm not a medical expert. Surprise, surprise. But uh, yeah, yeah. we're not we're not part time doctors. But the other thing is, unlike other like martial arts experts or combat experts, it's not like he was 
fighting competitively. So he wasn't putting that strain on his body that other young fighters who unfortunately die quite young. Yeah, put absolutely. on themselves. Absolutely. So again, there's there's loads and there was a biography as well uh, that was released a few years ago. Let me a light. So by Matthew Polly. Um, and it was all about. So they, Matthew Polly himself kind of chats about different facts and stuff like that about um, about Bruce Lee and interesting facts about him and stuff like that. Um, you know, and he was a really interesting man as well, like, you know, and again, though, Matthew Polly, I think basically says that, uh, he, he was, he was murdered, like, so that seems to be the thing that there was just a lot of mysteries surrounding kind of his death. And the thing, as I said, I was a bit like, nah, this all seems a bit, you know, wishy-washy until I, I came across the Brandon thing and I was like, oh, Okay. Like so, how how does nobody know that there's a bullet in that? Yeah, <laughs> but why like, were there surely, bullets lying around? It's a movie set. <laughs> and this is like you have a prop manager. Like you would have a list, and you would have somebody to check that. Surely, actually, like, there is a question. Has anyone ever blamed for that? I wonder because I never. You always hear about this death, but you never hear of anyone actually being blamed for us. Yeah, absolutely. That's true as well. Like, it's just so so weird so unusual which one do you buy Karen I buy that he was murdered by somebody yeah I just don't know who I believe that he was murdered by somebody and I fully believe that Brandon was onto something and somebody knew someone who was working on that set and it was planted I'm mad for that one yeah yeah knowing that he possibly found out something beforehand a little bit of info I didn't have before I like that one absolutely there's another one, and this is on littlebitsofgaming.com, uh, and I think kind of written by uh, somebody who, who'd be like us, who'd be kind of into series, but like doesn't take them too seriously. But a lot of people believe that there might have been a curse. There might have been a curse on Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee. I was hoping you were going to bring this one up, so this is the one I believe. <laughs> okay. So again, like, there you go. So I'll just read this out from Little Bits of Gaming. So the deaths of both father and son has raised many questions over the years. With Bruce, it was mainly how could a young man uh, as physically fit as he was just die so suddenly? With Brandon, the questions were related to the safety or lack of during a film's production. These questions have been answered, but many people refuse to accept them and instead try to look to alternative reasons. Conspiracy theories that include both uh, Brandon and Bruce being killed by triads due to the actions of Bruce when he was a teenager are also mentioned. And again, there's the Lee family curse, apparently. Okay, so this curse seems to come from the fact that Bruce had an older brother who died as a baby before Bruce was even born. So it's been said Bruce's family were deeply superstitious and believe an evil spirit was following them and targeting their children. But if this is true, then why is Shannon Lee alive when her brother Brandon is not? Well, it's also said that the evil spirit only targets the males in the family um again so the guy who wrote the theory on this website says oh this theory hardly holds water itself if an evil spirit is really killing the males of the family then why is bruce's younger brother robert lee still very much alive and will turn 70 years old later this year as of writing and why does his older brother peter lee live until 2008 could it be a direct lineage thing maybe there's eeries apparently there's eerie similarities between bruce's final film bruce lee's final film game of death and the tragic accident that killed brandon lee on the set of the crow so for those not in the know after bruce died it became popular knowledge that he was working on another film that he had already filmed several scenes for it fans wanted to see his final film brought to the big screen 
So a team of filmmakers were assembled to piece together Game of Death and finish the work Bruce starred. If you have ever seen the film, then you know it was a shameless and insulting mess of a movie. From using actual footage of Bruce's real funeral, complete with Bruce Lee himself dead in his casket, to completely ignoring his original vision and message he wanted to convey, just to make a bog-standard cookie-cutter kung fu flick to cash in on the superstar's popularity. In the Butcher Game of Death flick, there's a scene where Bruce Lee's character is shot and supposedly killed while making a film. That's eerie, isn't it? That is very eerie. Apparently as well, Brandon was engaged and was due to marry his fiance after filming was finished on The Crow. And they were in the final week of the film when the tragedy happened with Brandon. And I believe they pieced together the rest of The Crow as well, didn't they? I think they might have had to, yeah. And it's just absolutely crazy because it's one of the, again, one of those things like you growing up, it's just, you just feel like you're born knowing Bruce Lee. Like yeah. Bruce Lee is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Bruce Lee I is like you, the Beatles. I never didn't know about either. <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever sat and watched a Bruce Lee film from start to finish. Have you? No, I was mad on us when I was younger, yeah. But okay. I was into like fighting stuff and all that kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, but again, I know that like uh, the the Kill Bill, the jumpsuit that she wears, is a direct nod to him. Yes, yeah. One of his movies, yeah. yeah. And apparently, he was a great philosopher, an incredible writer, and you know, absolutely uh, paved the way. And I'll leave you with this, Ivan, because he was a man of great sayings. And one of his sayings was, "As you think, so shall you become." So I'm saying to you now, guys, as you think about this theory, so you shall become convinced of its validity. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my theory about the mysterious death of Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee a little bit as well. Lovely. What a smorgasbord. I'm mad for the curse theory. Okay, I thought you might be. (laughs) So you're in on the knowing too much. I'm in on the knowing too much Hong Kong triad. And that again, like, so the Mafia one is literally, he got an offer he couldn't refuse. And apparently he could refuse. He was just like, nah, not for me. (laughs) Well, what a great one, though. Yeah, I think he knew better than to get, I think he knew, obviously, it strikes me that these, the guys from the the Hong Kong triad are obviously well-known mafiosos uh, in Hong Kong. So people kind of know either to stay away from them or not get involved with them. And I think that's what Bruce Lee didn't want to do. Like, you know. Mad. It's a goodie though. It was a good one. It was a little goodie one for you there now. I liked it a lot. But what the, the rest do you think? Do you believe Yeah. This? Let us know. Get in touch with us on Instagram. We're the Conspiracy Theory Test. Uh, via Twitter, we are the, at the Conspiracy Test. We are the Conspiracy Theory Test at gmail.com. And we have a website, uh, the Conspiracy Theory Test.com also. That's where you can find us thanks so much for this week karen and thank you ivan and if you want to listen to us spotify apple acaster wherever you get podcasts uh check us out leave a review and suggestions are always welcome have a great week everybody chat to you soon